Toy dinosaurs, loud drum sets, a little chaos, and a whole lot of laundry. This is the Burger and the Fry podcast, a conversation about raising two boys and staying happily married. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode four of the Burger and the Fry podcast. My name is Seth. And I'm Abigail. And we parent two wonderful little boys. And this is a podcast about trying to raise them. Yeah, we're not perfect at it by any means. <laughs> no, no. And we've said from the first episode that we want this to be a podcast from people who are in the trenches, kind of helping you as you fight through the trenches of being a parent. And so we hope we can just say something to help you out. So this week's topic, we are going to dive into something a little different from what we've been doing. Yeah, so I think we're going to talk about, uh, actually, I don't think I know we're going to talk about um, making our kids excuses, making our kids excuses for why we do things, why we don't do things, just in general, making our children our excuses. So a little backstory to it. Well, I guess I should start here because this is this is my reasoning for wanting to do this uh, episode. I can't stand when people use their kid as an excuse. I can't stand it. Now, we are not perfect. Like, our kids do get in the way of stuff happening in our lives. Like, um, like today. <laughs> today was a fun day because I was ready to go into work. And um, when I went to drop Henry off at my mom's house, I picked him up the wrong way going up the stairs and long story short, found out that we had pulled his elbow out of socket, uh, pop back in place. He's fine now, but that happens. Kids throw off your schedule and throw off your days. So a whole day that I had planned just didn't happen because, you know, something happened with Henry. So that happens. But, I think both of us can't stand it when people make their kids and excuses and we're, we're involved in quite a bit of stuff. Um, and we're only saying this to justify why we're going to say what we say. So to start out, we are involved with a lot at our local church. In fact, that's where I work full time. Uh, and that was a, a recent transition before that I was working a state job and, um, we're involved in our first steps class, um, small groups, church administration, uh, team building. Uh, what else, Abigail? I'm, I'm just blanking on everything. I mean, there, there's music. Yeah, music. Um, there's a lot of different things. Um, and then personally, I'll, you know, have kind of a reading schedule I like to follow. I write quite a bit. Um, different things like that. Um, and, I mean, if we're talking about even though it's the, it's the kids, um, appointments, uh, with Noah, you know, we have a lot of appointments that we have to be at three times a week, uh, two, two days a week. We have uh, therapy for Noah's arm. And then another day a week we have uh, therapy, speech therapy for Henry. Um, and the last and the next month, or we have to go back and forth to another city 
for appointments. Um, and then, I mean, even like, again, personal life, I am a stay at home mom. I don't, I don't work a full time job outside of the home, but I definitely say my house is a mess because of the kids or <laughs> I don't have time to, you know, do laundry because of the kids. So things like I say, keeping your house, you know, up like clean and, you know, just keeping up with your chores is, you know, something that we're involved in. I yeah. mean, I think that counts because it's full time, man. Yeah. Yeah. And with all that, and we could go into more detail, but you know, why do that? Um, with, with all the things we're involved in, we still firmly believed your kids are not an excuse. Um, that's not to say you shouldn't take time for your kids, which is something we're still learning how to do. But so often we see people, um, especially working in, so like we said, our work is ministry. We work at a church, but your work may not be that. And that's fine. You will still run into this issue where you'll ask people to step up. Um, you'll ask them to do more, to take on something else. And if they have children, man, that kid card gets played. Like it's like the first card out of the deck. You know, I have kids. I, I can't. And that's okay. You know, if you're, if, if you are a person that, that consumes everything you do, you know, you, you got to know who you are. Okay. But maybe open your mind to us a little bit tonight. We're going to talk about why that's not an excuse. So our first point tonight. Um, yeah. So our first point, um, <clears throat> we feel like, Quit making your kid an excuse for not following your dreams. Um, whatever that may mean for you. Maybe that's going back to school or, I don't know, you know, taking a promotion at your job or, um, Lord, I'm running out of ideas. But whatever, whatever your dream is, I don't know, opening your business, I don't know, like, you know, taking a chance. You know, like, don't use your kids as, a, and as, as an excuse to say, no, not right now or later. Now, don't get me wrong. I want to preface all of this by saying, I understand saying, well, I want to wait until my kids are out of the home. Sure. Or I want to wait until my kids are this age out of convenience. Because believe me, I understand that. But at the same time, I don't think that you should put all of your dreams on hold just for your children. Seth, make this sound better because it's starting to sound well, awful. No, no, no. I think you're what you're saying. I mean, here's the fact of the matter. Your your dreams could be your children, right? Like like raising your children could be your dream. Okay. But again, what we've seen over and over is young people, and you don't have to be young to have kids, you know, that's not what I'm saying. But usually young couples that have kids they throw that card and they kind of hide behind their children to not do anything else. They stop dreaming. They kind of give up on whatever is in their heart and their mind to do um, because they've had children. And I think, and I haven't lived long enough for this. Our oldest is only two and a half. So this has not been fulfilled in us, but I think I've seen it in other people where if you do that with your kids, you will resent your kids because they're the thing that got in front of your dream slash if you, if they, they are your dream of raising them, what happens when they're 18 and they go a completely different route? 
than what you had planned for them. You know what I mean? You feel lost. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're independent beings at that point. And so, um, that's why we think you shouldn't hide behind your kids that you should, you should follow your dreams. Well, and I'm definitely being a stay at home mom is a weird transition. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely wanted to do this for a lot of reasons. Um, financially childcare is expensive, uh, for two children and more, but I mean, but even too, I want to be here with my kids. I want to raise my kids. And especially now, now that we do have all these appointments weekly and all these different appointments that we go to no, I can't imagine trying to juggle all of that with a job, but I mean, too, I am here and I'm getting to see all the little changes that are happening. And I mean, I'm just getting, I'm getting to raise my kids. So, but it has been a really hard transition because that's not all of who I am. I can still do other things than stay at home and raise my kids. And I know um, Seth works outside the home and, you know, he has his job. But that doesn't mean that I am only a stay-at-home mom and that's all I can do. And we're supposed to just stay home all day and wait for Seth to get home. And then we're going to start enjoying our day because Seth is home. I'm just like, really? This is awful. Well, which is really (laughs) controversial, right? Yeah. Like, um, oh, that's another episode for another day. You got to write that one down. Because even that's controversial uh, to say, we'll come back to that. We'll do that. Swiftly moving on to the second point. Um, you should quit making your kids an excuse for your anger and for your anxiety. Meaning um, kids are stressful. Um, kids, especially our, our kids get the best of me um, because when they're screaming and crying and I've tried a few things, I just give up and I get angry because I don't understand (laughs) what they want, you know? Um, But, you know, you having that is not their fault and it's not their fault that you have anger and anxiety um, about it. Um, It's probably stemming from, from, from something else as well. Yeah. You know, and yeah. You know, kids right now, we're, (laughs) Henry is two and a half. So should I even say what his personality is like right now? I mean, he is, he, he's like, you know, it's that whole stage of he's falling on the floor and crying because we cut his apple up, you know, like just, you know, crazy things like that. Or, um, he, what did he do the other day? He wanted chips, so I put them on his table to eat. But then he started, he fell on the floor and started crying because I put his chips on the table. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's where he is right now. So, does it make us upset? Does it frustrate us? Yeah, absolutely. But I think to walk around stressed all the time, to walk around, you know, showing that you're just angry and 
etc. And it's just because of your kids. And my kids did this today, so I'm going to have a bad day. Or my kids have acted like this, so I'm just going to be all frazzled today. I mean, you, you just have to find outlets and find ways to cope with it. And, you know, they're kids. They're their own beings. And I know Henry, when he falls on the floor and starts crying, that's his way of saying, you know what, I've had a big day. I'm tired. You know, we, we know when we're tired that we can't fall on the on the ground and start crying and sometimes I want to do that you know when you when you're like exhausted and you're in a bad mood but they don't understand that so and it's really it's easier said than done I know it is and I just I have really I'm not tooting my own horn but as a special ed teacher you have to understand I have the patience of a brick nothing hardly ever gets me but you do have to find ways just to cope with it and get through it and i have the patience of like a riddling starved chipmunk like it just goes away so fast but but even with that i think the other point we wanted to make with this before we go on to the next part is um noah and for lack of a better term noah has a disability and with his arm um neither of us have really gone through the whole oh god why you know like we we haven't like hit that point well and i think just to interrupt for a second i think we haven't done that because at this point in his life it's it's very real to us oh it's very real when we're going back and forth to therapies and spending money and all these doctor's appointments um but i don't think that it's become a well, okay, he's five months old. He just started rolling over. And, I mean, man, he started rolling over at, you know, the appropriate time. But we're not to the point of crawling or walking or feeding himself, you know, things like that. So, the him having, you know, an arm that doesn't function isn't something that's in our face yet, yeah. if that makes sense. So, I think we're, we're talking prematurely because I said from the beginning – when this happened, I was like, give me a, probably about that eight or nine month mark where I'm just going to be like, oh, my goodness, I can't, you know, this is awful. I can't handle it. But, but he is getting better. Mm-hmm. It is getting a lot better. So I we'll, just, I had to interject that. So we'll check in in eight or nine months and see where we're at with that. So. Yes. Um, so are we ready for the next point? Mm-hmm. Okay. So our third point. Um Quit making your kid an excuse for saying yes. Um, and that means, that means exactly what I said. Quit making your kid an excuse to say yes. I know for a fact I've made my kid an excuse for, you know, not um, going and hanging out with someone. Or, you know, because they'll say, let's go to lunch today. And I'm thinking, oh, man, that's nap time. Or Henry's not going to be good in a restaurant. You know, whatever. Or, um, you know, okay, if we're going to talk about church, quit making your kid an excuse for not leading a small group or not getting involved um, with the music ministry or um, just, you know, not getting involved in general. What do you have to say about that? Mm. No, I was just going to say, now for those of you non-costal folks, maybe this is foreign, but I thought the Holy Ghost just ran into this room right now. Sorry, I had to for a second. I didn't feel that. You didn't feel that. Oh, okay, never mind. I missed it. But 
it, again, this is kind of something we've seen where uh, you, you'll see people that they're leaders, they're natural leaders. People are attracted to them. They have a following and you approach them and ask if they'd like to do more. And immediately the kid card is played. I can't, nope, can't, can't do that. And, and I get it. I mean, if you've had the conversation with yourself and with your spouse that our kids come before everything else, no matter what, no matter what period. Okay. You're, you're free people. You can make that choice. And family does come before the church. I don't think family comes before God, but family comes before the church. So if you're struggling with your family, if you're true, like if you're having marriage issues, if you're struggling with a relationship with your kid, you know, whatever that may look like, by all means, you know, don't go spend all your time at the church. We're talking. Yeah. Or your job. You, I oh, mean, sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we're, we're talking if you are, if you feel healthy enough, healthy, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, whatever. Here's what it comes down to. You know if we're talking to you or not, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, oh, yeah, I've played that card before or, you know, whatever it may be. So, um, you know who we're talking to. If if you're a person that you say yes too much, we're not talking to you. And if you are involved, but you just don't want to get more involved, I'm not talking to you either. I'm talking about the people that um, it's it's a do not pass go hard stop. I'm not doing anything else. Mm -hmm. um, and I think um, I heard a guy once say, and if there's any men watching, watching this is really powerful. And for the women, y'all can just go tell them. Um, if you got a man piece, you know, but I heard this guy, he gave us, he was given a speech at a college graduation and he said that his dad and this guy has a, two doctorate degrees. His brother's a doctor, you know, his family's very educated, but his dad was just a cook. But he said his dad got up every day at three or three o'clock in the morning and put like a suit on or, you know, dressed up and left the house. And, and I think he or his mom asked, um, why do you do that? Like, why do you get up that early? And he says, it's so uh, maybe one of my sons will catch me in the habit of excellence and they will follow in my footsteps. Um, now, I'm not getting up at three o'clock in the morning. Sorry, Henry and Noah. It's probably not going to happen. But if I say no to everything and pin it on my children, what is that going to do for them as an example that just tells them I can say no and be shut off from the rest of the world. I can literally check out if I have a good enough reason. Um, and there are good enough reasons. I, ho I hope you feel our, our spirit in this. We're not saying, you know, if you have a, a, a major sickness or a family member you have to get, have to take care of. Sort, you, you know who we're talking to. Sort all that out for yourself. But, but, you know, using that as an excuse, think about what that will do for your children later on. Well, and I've... I've come across moms before that have said, you know, when my kids are young, um, I, I got out of everything, everything at my church, everything, um, you know, I'm a stay at home mom, anything extra because my kids are, my kids are my job. My kids are my ministry. My kids are what I do full time raising my children. And that's great. I mean, if that now again, <laughs> Maybe we're not talking to you. If that's truly how you believe and how you live your life, go for it. I, we have nothing against that, you know, if that's really what you want to do. I mean, but I think there is a there's a group of people out there that 
say, okay, I have young kids, but I'm also going to do other things. And I'm also going to say yes to things. And there are people out there who have young kids and need to say yes to things and don't need to just make their kid an excuse. How many times are we going to say that this time? It, but, you know, yeah. um, I think we have talked about that point yeah. way it's It's long. a good point, though. I mean, we could harp on it for a while. Okay, we're going to end with this last one. And, and we is- have no business talking about this last one. We shouldn't have even written it down. No, we don't. But it's, it's, it's practical, and it's not as airy and dreamy as these other three. Um, quit making your kids an excuse for being late. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to go any further. I just... <laughs> Cause we're really talking to ourselves. Um, I am late for pretty much everything, but you were late before children. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I honestly have oh, 30 seconds. I'll tell you about Seth's psychosis about being late. Um, what's the point of me showing up 10 or 15 minutes early? That's time. I could have done something else. And most of the stuff, now I'm not late to, like I wasn't late to graduation. I wasn't late to the hospital to see my children born. Like major life events and majorly important things like preaching engagements or services or, you know, things like that. Um, You are late to services. Well, no, no. I mean, like if, like if I was preaching it, like I'm not late for that. Um, Or if, um, well, what I'm late to is practices for service. We're not late for service. We're late for practices. So, like, we're both on the music team, and band rehearsal starts at 9 o'clock in the morning on Sundays. Without fail, we walk in at nine ten every single Sunday, and it does not matter what time we leave the house. We left the house this past Sunday at 8.45. You know that? And it's only, like, a 10-minute drive to our church. And somehow, we were still... 10, maybe not 10, a full 10 minutes, but we were five to 10 minutes late and it drives me insane. But here's the deal. I will not say my children were the excuse. Sure. We may have had to go back in the house and get a pacifier or, uh Oh, forgot to pack diapers. Um, Oh, Henry just threw up, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it, it may be, it may be something related to them, but the fact of the matter is at that point, we were already late because we didn't set out our clothes, you know, the night before we didn't pack the diaper bag the night before um, we didn't have their clothes laid out or whatever it may be. So um, qu- quit using your kids as an excuse that you relate to stuff. Just say, and you, you, there's two ways to do this. Is this okay? Am I going too long? No, I don't have anything good to give to oh, this okay. point because I'm just as late. So. It, it, there's two camps on how you can do this. One is to not say sorry, and the other is to say sorry. So I'm in the sorry camp. I feel like if I'm late, I've done a disservice to everyone else who was there on time. So I walk in, I go, I'm very sorry. Please forgive me. I'm just running behind. Now, I'm not going to give a, a pitch here. And some of you people, y'all are um, uh, elevator pitch people. Y'all love to tell people why you're late because of your kids. You won't believe this morning. Oh, oh. Coming out of the house, I dropped that, and and this one was screaming, and and I mean y'all 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 would make money if y'all wrote novels, like y'all would be good at it. But quit doing that. All it does 
is make you look like someone who gives excuses. Um, if you have even a slight reputation at where you're at, people are going to understand and they're going to be okay with it. Like they're now, if you're an hour late or just don't show up sometimes, that's a little different story. But if you're running just a little bit behind, but you care and you're dedicated and you have kids, people are going to work with you. Uh, stop making your kids the reason that all that is happening though. Um, and this is what I'm trying to learn to prioritize getting stuff ready the night before and to be a little more scheduled than just lackadaisical. So um, it's not something we've mastered. It's something we are trying to get better at, but stop using your kids as an excuse to be late. I think we've meddled a little too much. I think I have. Yeah. Take us out. Do us um, a recap or something. <laughs> no, I, I think we wanted to do this. Um, you know, this type of episode because I mean, we were also talking to ourselves. Um, I mean, I think a few, a few things that we talked about, we not to boast, but we're kind of proud of ourselves for, I mean, because we do have now, Oh my Lord, having these two kids, two and you know, one, two and one infant is incredibly difficult. I mean, I think it's more difficult than we figured that we that planned, <laughs> planned, <laughs> imagined it would be. Yeah. That plan um, didn't go well. <laughs> uh, but I think that we were, I think we were proud of ourselves for the fact, like we still have our two kids, but you know what? We are, we are still doing things. We're still moving forward. We're still, um, you know, working at things and we're, we're not going to stop, you know, and there are times in our life again, in your life where you, <laughs> I mean, when, Noah was first born, we did just stop because, I mean, you know, it's difficult. You've got a newborn, you know, whatever. But now that we're kind of getting in the groove of having these two kids, I mean, we're we're not letting our kids control our life, you know, and that's a whole nother subject too. you know, they say, you know, your kids should not control your life. Your kids need to learn to um, be flexible and go along with what you're doing. You know, your kids are not little <laughs> your little masters telling you exactly what to do. Um, but anyway, but we are a lot of this, we are talking to ourselves. you know, we're, I mean, like, you know, we're not going to stop dreaming and moving forward and doing what we want to do. So anyway, we have meddled too much. We've gotten in people's business a little too much. Um, if you didn't like this podcast, listen to our next one and we may be a little nicer, a little yeah. funnier, a little more lighthearted. I don't know. Um, anyway, so, but thank you for listening to the burger and the fry podcast episode four and we will see you next week. <laughs>